Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday, December the 22nd, 2022. It is currently 8.28 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, I absolutely love to trace ideas. I I hope this makes sense. I love to research ideas, concepts, theologies, philosophies, and I like to trace them back to their origin. Now, the reason I want to trace them back to their origin is because once you see the original idea, sometimes then you'll go, oh, look, 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 look. See, over there, there's a little bit of the idea. There's a little bit of the idea. And you'll notice that that's one little idea over time, can spread and can influence so many different walks, so many different areas of life, or inside the church, how an idea, a concept, grew and infiltrated churches all across the theological spectrum. And that's always fascinating to me. You're like, okay, wait a minute. So here was the idea, okay? that In many cases, the idea was condemned. The idea was considered you know, heretical, but over time, it, 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 in a sense, repackaged itself, and then it shows up over here, shows up over here, and shows up over here, and that's always fascinating to me. So tonight, I want to take just a few minutes to point you in the direction of another podcast, and I want you to go listen to it, so in a sense, you can hear kind of how an idea emerged, grew, and then spread through parts of Christianity. The name of the podcast is Throughline, Throughline, T-H-R-O-U-G-H, Throughline, from NPR. Here's a description. The, uh, the past is never past. Every headline has a history. Join us every week as we go back in time to understand the present. These are the stories you can feel and sounds you can see from the moments that shaped our world. So they look at something in the present, right? And they're like, okay, let's, in a sense, trace it. Let's, the through line, let, let's look at this. The, uh, the name of the podcast, or I'm sorry, that's the name of the podcast, through line. Here's the description of the episode that we're going to listen to just a little bit. The goal here of, the, of my episode is simply to inform, of, inform you of the through line podcast. And I want you to go listen to the most current episode, the newest episode. Please do this. And then you can hear them trace this idea. Here's the name of the episode. You ready? God wants you to be rich. Oh, now, as soon as I saw that headline, what happened, it was around three this morning and I was looking at one of my podcast apps and I'm like, God wants you to be rich. I immediately thought it was going to be some kind of Christian podcast, but I'm like, wait, this is NPR, the through line podcast. I'm like, wait a minute. The through line podcast is doing an episode about God wants you to be rich. I'm intrigued. I don't care that it's 3 a.m. and I hit play and I just started listening to the beginning. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm going to stop this and we're going to play a little bit of it on the Theology Central podcast and then I'm going to challenge all of my listeners to go listen to it and then hopefully it will spark an interesting conversation and then maybe we can come back and do a follow-up in a future episode. But here's what they say. Throughline, okay, the, the the name of the most recent episode is God Wants You to Be Rich. 
In the New Testament, Jesus says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. In the United States today, many Christians believe in something radically different. In what's known as the prosperity gospel, wealth is a sign of virtue and God's favor. The effects of this belief can be seen throughout American life from business to politics to social policy. So in a sense, they're going to, they're going to trace it back, but they're going to kind of show you, in a sense, the, 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 all the different ways this idea has infiltrated and influenced society itself. Now, for us as Christians, what we have to care about is, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How did this idea get inside the church? Why was it accepted? And why, what can we do to continually to combat it? And here, and this is so important. Sometimes you can be in a church that completely rejects something, like it completely rejects the charismatic movement, or it completely rejects prosperity gospel. But what happens is, in many cases is we may reject the main concept but elements of it can creep in and we don't even realize it. We've got to be on the lookout, not just for the whole thing, but just for its subtle influence. So the Through Line podcast from NPR, their most recent episode is called God Wants You to Be Rich. And we're going to listen to a little bit of it, please, right now. If you have whatever podcast app you look for, look for Through Line, T-H-R-O-U-G-H-L-I-N-E, all run together, Through Line. And then subscribe to it, or at least save the most recent podcast episode, God Wants You to Be Rich. This is what I heard at around 3 a.m. And, uh, well, let's see. Let's, we'll make a, a little bit. We won't be, we're not going to review the whole thing. We'll review just a little bit of it. But I want you to go listen to the rest. Here we go. This is Norman Vincent Peale. Stop right there. Norman Vincent Peale. So for them, they're going back and they're almost, it, it, it feels to me, now I haven't listened to the whole thing yet because I wanted everyone, I wanted us to all listen to it together. But they, it seems like to me, they're, they're saying Norman Vincent Peale is where all of this begins. Now, we may be able to find elements of it earlier on, but let's see, who is, what, what, what do they say about Norman Vincent Peale and how does this show up in maybe, well, churches all around you, maybe even your church? Uh, what I have in mind to do is to give a little discussion on the subject, how to make positive thinking work for you. Norman Vincent Peale is a bit of a theological outlier. Like a lot of these modern spiritual entrepreneurs, he, he kind of slandered around a bit. Born at the end of the 19th century and comes into the 20th, he's beating all of these, you know, big automakers, oil people. So he's right there in the middle of this sort of capitalist kind of thing. What is positive thinking? When he writes his book, The Power of Positive Thinking, which you can still find probably in every used bookstore in the country, he's like, if you think positively, you're going to get all of these things. Life can be 
Wonderful. You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it, pull it down. The book is really just a series of success mantras. You can if you think you can. Drawn from scripture. God bless you and best wishes. God says it, I can have it, I believe it, that settles it. Get up every morning, look in the mirror, and repeat over and over again, you know, some variation of... You can whatever if you, you can dream of, think you can, trust you can, is the first secret achieve of success. Now, how, how has those ideas crept into Christianity? You can if you think you can. Think positively, or let's now, let's, let's work with it a little bit. Make a positive confession. Believe it. Find it in the scripture and claim it for yourself. I mean, you see how it becomes, in a sense, more and more used in the church, and it, it began to show itself in many different ways, very blatantly, but maybe trying to be more, trying to add more scriptural support for it. Basically, you find it in the Bible, you claim it, you name it, and it's yours. Think positively. Make a positive confession. Don't make a negative confession. I mean, these ideas have so infiltrated the church in many areas of the Christian life. Now, yes, I know many of these controversies are older. Yes. So it's weird that Through Line Podcast decided to talk about it on December the 22nd, 2022. It seems like an odd, random episode way out of place because I, but maybe these ideas are still much, very much alive. I, I felt in some way the church has moved past some of this, but it's, it's still there in some way, shape or form. Let's listen to a little bit more. Norman Vincent Peale is very much a key apostle of prosperity gospel belief. Yeah. I, now, I don't know how they're using the word apostle there. They may not be using it in a theological or biblical term, but that he's the key to what we know as prosperity gospel. He's the key to it. So, so if we trace it back, if we go Norman Vincent Peale, look at exactly what he said, and then you can watch it spread. That's why we always, when an, when an idea is beginning to emerge, sometimes the Christian, the church, one of the major issues I have with the church and even Christian podcasts is most of the time we're not proactive, we're reactive. Sometimes something is starting, something's right there, and we ignore it as the church, right? We ignore it. And then all of a sudden later, we're like, we've got to react to this. We've got to write books. We need to do podcasts. Well, we should have been going, hey, guys, right there, you see that idea right there? That's about, that's going to be an issue in 10 years. That's going to be an issue. We need to prepare ourselves. We need to be more proactive. We've got to be better at seeing what's going on and responding to it biblically and theologically. But that's a whole different podcast episode. Here, Norman Vincent Pill. He's the, he's the beginning of it, according at least to this particular discussion. A kind of spiritual psychology of success. At this point, it is all about the self and all about feeling good. Hear that? A spiritual psychology of success. It's all about the you. It's all about the self. It's all about feeling good. See, this isn't dying to self, denying self. This is about self-exaltation. This is about pleasing yourself, getting what you want. And oh, how appealing is that message? Because that's our natural 
way of thinking. That's that's where we are naturally operating with that way of thinking. And look, we always want to find a way to spiritualize it. Look, this does this shows up in so many ways. There are so many times that in the lives of of believers, they will find a way to make the Bible say what they want it to say so that they can please self and so that they can get what they want. We're all guilty of doing that. Put both your hands on your hips like Wonder Woman or Superman. If you stand like this and you breathe deep for just two minutes, what the science found was that you will absolutely increase your testosterone by 20%, man or woman. There's no distinction here between secular and religious. That's crazy. There's no distinction between the secular and the religious. In other words, it's the exact same message. The only difference is the religious may try to spiritualize it, scripturalize it, find scripture to to attach to it. But it's the same concept, whether you're in a church or whether you're in an auditorium listening to some positive thinking guru. Same concept. So there's no distinction between secular and religious. That's always a bad sign if your theology is unrecognizable from the secular version percent more likely to take action with you wouldn't have before because fear would have stopped you. I mean, if you think about it, self-help is a series of spiritual beliefs that we can somehow become better because of the power of mind. Basically, the message of The Secret is the message that I've been trying to share with the world on my show for the past 21 years. Now, I want you to hear that, that, that basically it's a spiritual idea that you can become better, that you can become more, that you can do it. Now, I will argue that this is all, that Christianity is always ripe for this kind of thing because we've been talking about it a lot. It's built into the minds of most Christians that when you get saved, dun, dun, da, dun, you get power and you can do it. And, and it, it shows up that you can keep God's law. You can do almost like we can be without sin. Now, we always throw in the caveat, well, we're not going to be perfect, but we sure get, we sure make it sound like we can be as close as we can. When we become Christians, we have power. Now, we can be the best kind of wife, the best kind of husband, the best everything. In fact, Christianity has almost turned the gospel into a gospel of saving us from our sins to a gospel that simply makes us better people, not positionally, but practically. And that is built into the minds of the evangelical world. Messages that you are responsible for your life. If you're thinking the prosperity gospel, self-help, what does that have to do with me? Consider this. Even if you've never stepped foot in a church or watched a single episode of Oprah. What? Hold up, hold up. So much of our lives is shaped by the idea, the belief, that all you have to do to succeed is believe harder. And if you fall on hard times, well, better try harder. It's all on you after all. This week, we're looking at how the prosperity gospel, God gives more to good people, helped create that narrative in the first place. They truly believe that God has set up a series of... um invisible but possible spiritual laws that anyone can tap into. This is Kate Bowler. She's a historian. And, and that, that way of thinking is still in the evangelical world. See, if you do this and you do this, boom, you can get power and you can accomplish this and you can accomplish this and it can accomplish this. The gospel is no, mo- no more the idea that we can't, we're sinners, we have fallen short, we're helpless. And God did it for us. And now by faith, 
we believe we are saved and his righteousness is given to us, it almost becomes now, it just he's just the means to a power which now we can. We can achieve. We can do it. We can overcome it. By faith, we can do this and 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 this. And we've really turned it into... I'm not saying it's the same, but I, I see, I, I think you can see some of the influences. Hey, you can do, you can accomplish anything if you'll, if you'll do. And then we get those steps that we're supposed to do. We've been looking at it, um, uh, which I think it was uh, in our series on uh, the hindering the presence of God. And the introduction of that was led us to the book, Andrew Murray's book, Absolute Surrender. If you'll absolutely surrender, you get power and ability at Duke University and author of Blessed, A History of the American Prosperity Gospel. There's a reason we're all drawn to the message that we are in control of our own success. It's powerful, even liberating. And for some, it's true. To me, it's like God's plan for pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, right? It gives the illusion that everybody can get this and that, you know, that there is equality when there really isn't. It's very compelling to people who come from, you know, the immigrants to America because it folds right into this American exceptionalism and the American dream. And Thea Butler is an associate professor at the University of Pennsylvania and author of White Evangelical Racism, Politics of Morality in America. The thing is, for every person who manages to turn their lives around, there are others who don't, can't, because of things beyond their control. And meanwhile, there are some people profiting off of this narrative. This is the very first plane that I purchased for the Lord. Starting with televangelists. Money to me now. I am a billionaire because the Lord said, I want you to begin to confess the billion flow. But it goes way beyond them. Actually, let's go back to Norman Vincent Peale for a second. There's something important we left out. Have you ever asked God for forgiveness? That's a tough question. I'm not sure I have. I just go to church and I love God and I love my church. And Norman Vincent Peale, the great Norman Vincent Peale was my pastor. He would give a sermon you never wanted to leave. One human problem which has impressed me greatly of late is the prevailing incidence of a lack of self Confident. Donald Trump's dad, Fred, brought young Donald there. The vast number of people are plagued by feelings of inferiority. Has written very appreciatively of how he would go to Norman Vincent Peale's sermons and left feeling so good about himself. Chris Lehman is author of The Money Cult. And that's crazy because, in some ways, does not Trump capture the essence of a good portion of evangelicalism? I don't know if I've ever confessed a sin to God. I, I, I don't know about that. And then he points to Norman Vincent Pill about feeling good about yourself, positive thinking, not, not I'm a sinner, not I need Christ, I, I, I need salvation. No, I just need to think positively and feel good about myself. You know, isn't it weird that in, that in a sense, so, so much of the church flocked in a sense to Donald Trump who, who ultimately, and I know many will say, well, I wasn't voting for him, just his policies. I understand that. 
but it just seems in a roundabout way. There are certain things Donald Trump said and did that really, in my estimation, captures the essence of a large portion of the evangelical church. So, and even here, they go back to Norman Vincent Pill, which is, which is fascinating that everything seems to flow back to that, flows, flows back to it, and everything, in a sense, finds its origin in it. So this evening, I'm going to do something. I'm going to challenge you to go listen to a different podcast. I'm not, never afraid to do that. The Throughline, Throughline podcast from NPR. The episode is called God Wants You to Be Rich. I want you to go listen to it right now. We'll listen to just a couple of more seconds of this. There's this famous episode where Trump sues one of his biographers uh, who had published the claim that Trump was not, in fact, a billionaire. And during the deposition, you know, they just ask him forthright, how do you know you're a billionaire? And Trump says, well, on most days, I just feel like a billionaire. Trump never said anything negative about himself. Everything was spectacular, stupendous. So he actually did pay attention when he was in church and heard Norman Vincent Peale speak. He t- so his Christianity was one of self, of positive self-confession, of feeling good about yourself, believing in yourself. That is utterly the antithesis to biblical Christianity, where we are supposed to be humbled and crushed under the law and then cry out for God's mercy to save us in Jesus Christ, who has to save us by dying for us and by his righteousness being imputed to us. And we are saved not by what we do, can do, should do, but what Christ ultimately accomplished. So we have no right to boast. We have no right to glory in anything other than in Christ. It is the antithesis to it. So some of these ideas can show up in your church or my church and not be full-blown prosperity gospel. It can be there, but in a different way, in a different form. So when you listen to the, the through line and you listen to the episode, God wants you to be rich. I want you to pay attention to that. I would love to get your thoughts and observations on it. Please email them to me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Those in the Discord channel, oh, this should, I, I want everyone to listen to this and, and start posting about it. But um, I think it could be a good conversation and we, we can circle back around to it maybe later in a different podcast episode. But I was downstairs. I'm like, you know what? I got a few minutes. Let me run upstairs, turn on the microphone and just do a live broadcast telling everyone right now, stop what you're doing. Get, grab your phone, grab your iPad, look for Throughline from NPR on any of your podcast apps. Throughline, T H R O U G H L I N E, Throughline, all run together and look for the most recent episode. God wants you to be rich. Sit down and listen. Think carefully about it and then send your observations to newsif at yahoo.com. There you go. That's a simple assignment tonight. Should be, should be fun, right? I can't wait to hear what people have to say. And if you do have an observation about anything in it, please write down the timestamp. Because if I decide to do a podcast episode in regards to your email, then I can play the clip that you are referring to before I read and, and discuss what you say. Of course, I won't give your name or anything like that, but um, it will. It, it just makes it easy for preparing for that. All right, through line T H R O T H R O U G H L I N E. Whenever I see it through line, I I, just, I always think it. I don't know. For some reason, I think it's something else, but it's Throughline from NPR. And uh, the most recent episode, God Wants You to Be Rich. Go listen to it now 
and then please let me know what you think. And we'll see if we can kind of, we'll see if we can, um, well, there's a lot of different things we could do. We'll wait and see what the response is, and then I'll see which direction to approach this. All right, thanks for listening. Everyone have a great night. God bless.